Hello, I hope you are having a beautiful day, no matter where you are. If you are listening to this in Australia or overseas, we've had lots of people from Europe tune in lately. So hello, welcome. Today I am joined by one of my beautiful clients and we actually did a podcast a couple of weeks ago and you guys have been flooding her DMs. So we (laughs) thought we would jump on, we'd do another one and she can answer some of your questions. She can talk about some new freebies that she has for you and um, the new direction that she's going in, in business. So thank you for coming back for a second episode. Thank you so much for having me. It's always such a pleasure chatting with you and so easy. I love it. <laughs> I love it too. I love all the work that we do together. It's always so much fun. Yeah. And if, I feel um, like it's so interesting, both of our works and how they actually cross over. Like it's so nice to have yeah, work so directly correlated to the other work or like the other niche. It's yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Like when we were having a chat the other day and we were talking about it's so important to have both the strategy and the mindset one doesn't work without the other, which we might have something coming soon for you later. If you are interested, (laughs) stay tuned. (laughs) But if you, if you are new to Luca, then I will let her introduce herself. Absolutely. So I am Luca or Luca Rose over on Instagram. Um, I am a mindset expert and just absolute life enthusiast. Um, some of you may have known me as a business coach and we're going to talk a little bit about that pivot because that has kind of uh, taken place recently. Um, but yeah, essentially now I specialize in helping women heal and just basically manifest their version of what a dream life looks like and heal through manifestation. And um, yeah, I'm just really passionate about every individual, but women in particularly, I'd say I haven't worked out the whole men thing yet. So I'm um, (laughs) focusing on women still. Um, But yeah, I just am really passionate and um, yeah, really committed to helping every woman live a completely fulfilling life. And I think that every woman has the ability to. So that's what I do in all of my time. (laughs) And how did you start with this? Yes, absolutely. So um, maybe four years ago, actually, um, I'm a mum. I'm only actually 26. I'm a mum to a beautiful four-year-old little girl, Winter, beautiful Winnie. Um, And, yeah, through a series of kind of unfortunate but now upon reflection, fortunate events, um, I ended up being a single mum at 22 with a four-week-old baby. I was in a domestic violent relationship for... Well, on and off for close to yeah seven eight years and yeah we had a child together and I found out a whole bunch of things so I decided to just kind of flee and leave um when when he was about four years old I quite literally left everything um behind I left a house full of furniture I left all of her baby stuff I literally packed what I could in her bags and packed the car and drove about 14 hours from rural New South Wales, back up to Queensland. And yeah, I actually had no idea at that point in time about any of like mindset or personal development or anything like that. I, yeah, had no idea of the severity of the situation that I was in until I kind of stepped out of it, Um, which is so crazy to think back to now. But now I understand that that's a huge, um, huge way of how those situations even come into fruition. Um, 
I spent the first kind of couple of months of Winnie's life like quite, I guess, disconnected from her, quite depressed. I got diagnosed with depression, anxiety and PTSD um, from that past relationship and a whole bunch of things that took place um, throughout those years. But, yeah, I guess kind of I had a bit of a moment upon reflection. It was definitely one of those maybe spiritual awakening moments. It's pretty profound, but I just remember driving out of the driveway when she was four weeks old and just having a car full of stuff and quite literally just feeling like I knew within myself that things will never be like that again. And um, little did I know that, you know, the change that would take place and I wish I could say that it just, you know, completely flourished from there, but that's not the case at all. I spent five months in a really, really dark place. Um, I had so much time on my hands and I was just contemplating life and just like, where, like, how did I get here? why is this my life? I don't come from a family like this. All of those stories around like, surely there's more to it than this. And yeah, I I pretty much woke up one day about five months after the separation happened and I woke up and I just, I went to cry and I went to have, you know, go through the same emotions and go through like the just absolute just frustration of the situation and like just being in debt and not having an income and all of the rest of that. And I honestly felt sick of myself, if I'm really honest. And uh, an amazing teacher of mine says, like, you will make change once you get fed up with yourself. And I really believe Mm -hmm. that to be true. But I was sick of how I was feeling. And I was like, the world's still turning. Like, people are still carrying on with their lives. And I'm just still dealing with my own emotions. And that was a catalyst, definitely, for my growth. And I looked into a little bit of, you know, manifestation and personal development and all the rest of that. And over time, I just started to practice and implement it. I realized there was a lot around forgiveness and acceptance and, you know, moving from being in a victim place to seeing that everything happens for you, which is such a hard pill to swallow initially when it happens. Um, But yeah, I I kind of just over the, the following year, just really committed myself to making new friends and making change. I walked into a seminar and, you know, was pitched NLP, which is Neuro Linguistics Programming, basically the communication that you have to yourself and to other people, why you do what you do. And I was so wildly fascinated by that. I chose to go and study that. I got my prac or I did my prac and then went on to do my master's. Um, I'm a master practitioner at Timeline Therapy as well. And yeah, have continued to study that. And I just was helping women with their trauma. Um, at that point in time, I think that was in 2019, I didn't understand maybe like the energetics or how important it was to kind of look after yourself if you're going to be of service to other people. And I feel like it really kind of, yeah, I was taking on a lot of clients, the business group very, very quickly, considering I'd had not much prior business experience and hadn't done any form of a business degree. Um, So after doing that for six months, I pivoted and at the beginning of 2020, chose to go into business coaching and was yeah fortunate enough to make six figures in my first year and then went on to make multiple six and so on and so forth. Um, Recently though, and I think that this will be a great gateway into kind of what we're going to talk about, but um, last year was quite a big year in regards to just kind of reaching my own upper limits and beliefs about myself and um I'm yeah I guess spiritual or faithful person if you will um but last year I actually 
ended up doing three ayahuasca ceremonies, which was quite a big thing considering it was the first time I'd done it and chose to do three yeah. in a year, um, wow. which was profound and completely altered my entire perception on life and made me yeah. question everything and, yeah, kind of made everything crumble also. Um, but, yeah, I reached quite a high level of success with business coaching only to realise that I don't want to do business coaching anymore um, but had such a feeling of obligation and um, mm. placed a lot of my identity and worth in business coaching and how that was performing and the recognition I got from that. And, um, yeah, it's been so liberating to actually let it go. I still work with some, you know, high-level business clients in a one-on-one capacity um, but they're not clients that I, yeah, take on or, you know, open myself up too often. But, yeah, I'm kind of loving the direction that I'm in now and I get to serve a much greater audience and in a much more authentic way for me. Um, but, yeah, it's been a bit of a journey over the last couple of years, so I'm glad to feel like I've landed in what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, amazing. I feel like last year was very much full of ups and downs and yeah. – I'm so glad that you have landed and doing what you're doing because I know that you are an incredible business coach, but I always came to you for more of the mindset stuff. Yep. And um, that's I like in my mind, you are always the woman to help me work through all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know that so many people that I speak to in my audience, I always direct them to you because you just always, you just know. Yeah. I'm like, I love it. Like I actually was yeah, saying to my partner last night, I was like, I'm just so fascinated by why we do what we do. Like mm. I'm curious. I'm genuinely curious. And I don't know why in this lifetime it's piqued my interest so much, but it absolutely has. And yeah, it's amazing to be able to make a career out of it. That's for sure. So what are you doing now exactly? So you've pivoted from business coaching and now you're focusing on mindset, but what, what do you feel like you do with these women? Yeah, I always love this question. Um, <laughs> I do a combination of things. Um, I have, yeah, different modalities and I've learned a lot of things over the years. As I mentioned before, the modalities are timeline therapy and NLP. Um, I've got my master's in both of them. Um, a lot of my coaching also definitely comes from working with other mentors and experiencing, I guess, life myself and experiencing plant medicine. And I just see how kind of complex the brain can be, but also how simple life from a more esoteric, you know, perspective can be also. And yeah, at, at this stage, my signature program is Grow. And that's a group program that I take women through. And basically, we cover four really strong areas of life. So we cover cover money mindset, um, relationship dynamics, kind of personal identity and blueprint, meaning like your map of the world and how you perceive things. Um, and yeah, just like re re um, forming the subconscious mind so that your brain is reprogrammed to, I guess, support you in your endeavors as opposed to feeling like you're challenged 24 seven. And that's been, yeah, such a great success. And I love that program. I love my clients that are in that. So that's, my kind of main thing at the moment, I do have my retreats, um, which I feel like I'm just going to scale back to one a year at this point, given how uncertain times are at the moment. Um, it's a volatile time. It's a bit risky, but 
there's something about an in-person retreat that the online kind of internet just doesn't provide. And so that's quite a, yeah, luxury healing experience as well. And that's, yeah, through different modalities such as sound healing, breathwork, yoga, you know, somatic release. Yeah. A little bit of everything there, but at the core of it, we get down to understanding what people want. Cause I feel like a lot of people know what they don't want. They don't want to experience anxiety. They don't want to be mm-hmm. working for that person. They don't want to be, you know, subordinating to the man and they know that much, but they're unsure of what they even do want. And that comes from limited beliefs around what they believe that they're worthy of and working with you know people in this space for yeah four years now the two most common beliefs is something along the lines of I'm not worthy it's either I'm not worthy of love I'm not worthy of you know the relationship whatever success money all the rest of it or I'm afraid that I won't be loved I'll lose love and those two primary stories drive human behavior and that's what I mean by it's simple but the way that it shows up is you know very interesting and I could give a million and one examples but you know the desire to create a large business even you know a lot of people have the desire to create this you know monster six is six figures seems to be the magic number and that's what it was for me and I was like maybe if I could just create six figures once in my life all my problems will go away and I was chasing significance essentially and I thought that I'd be more worthy Mm -hmm. of love and I thought I'd be and approve myself with that success and it wasn't until you reach that milestone that you think you need to get to and then you reach the next one and the next one and then you get featured and all of these things and you're like where is it where is this thing oh it must be in the relationship it must be in the you know half a million dollars the million dollars and it just keeps going and going and going and you realize you're kind of on this perpetuating cycle of not enoughness and that's a total illusion we are enough with or without a business with or without anything your worth is just infinite because you're here quite literally it's so true you just are always wanting more and it's like you need to prove to yourself that you can do it totally I mean and a lot of people might go oh we like who are you trying to prove yourself to at the core of it people are really trying to prove themselves to themselves yeah sure to other people but mostly to yourself (laughs) yeah no, definitely. I feel like um, I feel like I'm I'm even stuck in that. Yeah, I'm just like last year was amazing. Last year was the biggest year I've ever had in business, and I'm like, yeah, I'm ready for the next biggest year. Totally, totally. <laughs> Isn't that a bruise for the ego? Yeah. <laughs> like when you're like, oh wait, what if I prioritize this? It might mean that I don't double last year's income, and your ego is like, Mm-mm, no, no. <laughs> if you jump. Yeah you need to at least jump that or more. And that has been like yeah. a huge lesson for me this year. Massive, yeah. massive. Um, I feel like a big, big priority for me this year is just like I had work-life balance last year, but I feel like I was still so burnt out because as a business owner, you don't really allow yourself to have proper, proper holidays regularly. You know, you're like, yeah. oh, Christmas time, you'll have your, you'll have your break. But really, mm-hmm. especially say in your field of work, you give so much energy and you have to hold so much space for people that it it drains you a lot faster than actual physical work. So oh, I feel yeah. like like I'm already feeling the burnout and last week I just I needed to take the entire weekend off and I was just with one with the couch 
And I was like, I just need to lie here and nobody can talk to me. And <laughs> Don't ask anything from me. I am yeah. <laughs> solely devoted to the couch this weekend. Totally, but totally I, get I that. I had a big realisation though. I was like, why do I have to wait till I feel like that in order to give myself that proper rest? So now looking at the rest of the months for the year, I'm going to at least see where I can take a full four days off once a month at least. Yeah. Yeah. So next end of next week, I'm going down south to this women's retreat and we're doing breath work Beautiful. and yoga and cacao and kinesiology and everything. And I feel like I'm just going to come back re-energized. Oh, absolutely. And I think that those things are so vital and important. And one thing where you're going to be like, oh, that challenges me probably because you've made the commitment to go to something like that. And that was definitely me. I would hang out for, you know, um, it was, you know, initially like retreats or, you know, you know, full moon ceremonies, whatever it was, like all of these specific yeah. events. Right. And then I was like, okay, I'll just like can get through the next three weeks and then I'll have that. And one thing that has been the biggest adjustment and probably the biggest learning curve for me is how can I actually create that feeling and create that experience in every single day, in everyday yeah. life. Um, you know, like we have sometimes this illusion that like it's going to get better in the future without realizing we can actually make it like the future is dependent on what we do now. Yeah. And yeah. something that I, yeah, have feel like I've really sunk in and grown into is creating the experience in, as often as I can, like as often as I can in every, you know, morning, midday, afternoon, as often as I can, how can I connect to what that feels like? Cause I obviously, we obviously crave that feeling of like whatever that experience is that we're having. And it's not to say don't go by any means. I host retreats. I still go to retreats. I love them. I love them so much. But also it's like how can you bring that energy into day-to-day life and how different would you be as an individual in the way that you, you know, hold yourself and you're also, you know, of service to others as well if you were to create that kind of um, sacredness in everything that you do as opposed to once a month or once every three months or once every six months. Um, And I think that that is where, I know for me, my ego was definitely challenged because I had such a shift in my values being like I really, like I just kept going through the burnout and then I would ease off it, take my foot off the pedal and then I'd go again and burn out and then be like just just pendulum swinging Mm -hmm. and yeah, I've, yeah, as like you too, like I've created such a, a phenomenal amount of success. And then the question asks at what cost, right? And yeah. that's where values definitely come into play. Like I still see so many women um, promote this like boss babe hustle mentality. And I always laugh. I'm like, if anyone comes to me, I'm like, I am like the anti hustle. <laughs> like if I could have anything, that's probably what it would be called. Um, but, yeah, this, I just think that and this kind of flows into like the, the new paradigm of, you know, women in business. But I think that so many of us have adopted this um, such a masculine approach to business. And I did also because mm. it feels good. It feels good to kick goals. It feels good to make your dreams come true. It feels good to, you know, have uncapped income and to just be like, holy Julie, I'm blowing this shit out of the water. Um but then there is that kind of moment and I think that that is yet yeah, more of like that intuition that's like, okay, this is amazing, but you constantly feel the like what's next 
And if there is that wound of not enoughness, then you'll always be chasing like, what is next? What is next? What is next? And like, why am I only satisfied for so long before I'm desiring bigger, better, more, Mm -hmm. faster, all the rest of it? Yeah. And I guess that's a lot of where that questioning came into. But sometimes with that question of like, how can I create sacredness in every day? Or how can I create the experience of what I feel at the retreat in everyday life? For a lot of us, it feels really scary and it feels like everything's going to collapse and it feels like we're not going to do as good as we can because we quite literally have to develop trust around a new paradigm of business. And I use the word manifestation quite intentionally and purposefully because I think that there's still this misconception around the word. You know, we're constantly manifesting just because you you know become aware of it doesn't mean that you start manifesting. We're constantly emitting a frequency and drawing things to us all the time, every day, every split second of the day, I just um, use it in the context of being more conscious with what it is that you're co-creating or drawing to you um, and becoming aware of what's continually, yeah, kind of showing up for you essentially. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I definitely believe that the feminine paradigm of business is, you know, that really attractor kind of vibe and like magnetizing things to you as opposed to being like, right, here's the strategy. How many hours can I put into this day? I will work seven days a week in order to be a millionaire. Amazing. If that's truly what you want from what I've grown to know, (laughs) there's usually something driving that. And from what I've witnessed, it's often a wound. I mean, that's, from observation and experience, a combination of both. It's not all, but a large majority of, yeah, I think young women are out to prove themselves and it's a, yeah. Definitely. Pretty toxic cycle to be stuck in. I think so. I, like, I've spoken to so many women that are in that phase of starting a business and there's lots of young women too, which is amazing. Mm. Oh, so but then they always feel the need to prove themselves because they're young. And no one takes them seriously. So mm. they're in that mentality. And I know that I was for ages, especially when I became a Instagram manager or Instagram marketing, my parents were like, what? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> what do you mean you're teaching people how to use Instagram? They're like, yeah. like oh, it's just like the new advertising or you're taking, you're taking photos, right? Yeah. And now I'm like, mom, I'm pretty much making what you're making. Yeah. And she's she's a doctor. And I'm like, yeah. hmm. and I'm working less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. But I, it's, I feel like um, they got the business advisory thing. But in regards to what I do now, they're like, hmm, good on you, babe. You keep doing you. And <laughs> I feel like um, it's actually been quite good bringing Bart into the business because mm. I've, he, can take on all that masculine stuff. Oh, you know, he can it's take. Necessary. Yeah, yeah. He can like do all those follow ups. He can organize our pipeline and have those sales calls. And uh, like, I'll still often have a follow up sales call with some people. But I feel like it's such a different energy. I'm mm. not trying to actually sell to them. I'm more mm. so explaining. Well, what's the next step look like? It's it's never like a pushy sales call. It's rather they're so qualified and they, they, they know through the content that you're putting out there and through um, like through your podcast, through stories, through um, reels and things that they, they are already in. So it's, 
it's really nice. I don't have to actually be on that, yeah, be in that masculine energy all day. Yeah. Whereas before I was such a juggle between totally. doing that and then also having to create. Yeah. And it oh, was hard. completely different energies. And both mm. are necessary. I feel like that's important. I should have, you know, disclaimed that before. Like when we talk about the feminine paradigm of business, it's not just like, oh, you just, you know, wear your flowy dresses and put makeup on in order to get ready for work. And it'll that's come not- to me. <laughs> <laughs> I can be anything I want and do nothing. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm sorry if I just crushed your dreams, but it's an illusion and you'll be more frustrated if you don't hear that and think that it's going to come from that way. Um, no, like there's there's definitely like a downfall and I've experienced that of like moving so far into your feminine. I think that a lot of women, have, you know, when we talk about feminine and masculine energy, like there's, there's a lot of speak on it definitely, but like everything's on a spectrum, right? So it's not just like you mm-hmm. slip into one skin suit of feminine and then you slip into the masculine skin suit. Like their yeah. essences, their energies, their kind of, you know, archetypes, that's what they're referred to as and they're on a spectrum and they display you know, different traits and behaviors and different, you know, I guess intensities of energies and essences. Mm -hmm. But in regards to being feminine in business, that can actually be a problem as well, because there's wounded masculine, there's wounded feminine, there's healthy masculine, there's healthy feminine. And being too much in the feminine can feel like you don't want to do anything at all. And that's generally what happens with women who have that masculine facade of like, I'm a boss bitch, I can do anything I want. And then they try to slip into being more of that, like, oh, what does it feel like to really get to know myself, to trust my intuition? Because those things become actually quite necessary as your business grows. And it can be almost detrimental and I've seen this and experienced this and like we move into such a feminine place and if it's not balanced, it becomes unhealthy because then you're like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want any structure. I just want to flow. Mm -hmm. And then it comes a bit of like a shambles realistically. So like I should, yeah, disclaim that there. It's not about just jumping into one or the other. Like that masculine is what actually gets your business off the ground. It's like, yeah think about what lifts a rocket like it's not flowing under there it's like fire it's steam it's like every exerting every bit of energy that's actually what it takes to get a business off the ground it takes being decisive assertive it takes so many different um yeah I guess like traits from laying that foundation first so that you have the structure and then you can totally take what you will like that's what I I've had clients before when like, no, this is too structured. And then I'm like, okay, well, let's take this approach. And they're like, oh, no, this is way too fluid. Like now you're just making excuses. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) I have given you the tools. you got to do it. (laughs) Totally. And like what I love to say and what I've always said to my business clients and my business coach shared this with me, which is like, create the structure, like get in that masculine energy. Like if you're fired up, if you, and for me, like it's often when I do a workout, I listen to kind of like gangster music and I lift my weights or I run or I listen to something really motivational. I'm like, right. Okay. Like I can feel it. And so I'm like, cool. I can create the foundational pieces for a program or the structure of something. And then I know that I'll kind of slip out of that and I'll just have like a cow and do my breath work and like just really connect with myself And the energy that I get to flow in within the confines of that structure is what makes it so magnetic, but also what allows me to have a healthy balance of both because I'm like, I don't have to worry about something slipping out because I'm like, the structures and foundation of it are so solid that I can just trust myself. I all I like my job is to kind of drop in 
and connect with myself when I'm supporting or being of service or speaking on a podcast or speaking at an event or whatever it is. And that feels really good to me. Um, so yeah, create the, you know, structure, use the masculine, create the structure and flow within the confines. I feel like that's like a safe way. (laughs) Yeah. What I find quite amusing is I know so many males that are just so shocking at planning and yes. <laughs> actually doing yes. it. I'm like, yeah, on. totally. <laughs> this is and that can be like, yeah, <laughs> like that's what I mean. Like, it's, and I, we should also say, like, masculine and feminine doesn't mean male and female. Like, yeah. that's just totally. like, yeah. I've had like quite a masculine partner who was probably in more so, like, I would refer to it as their unhealthy masculine, right? So, very dominant. Um, I've also had and just totally went the other way and was like, oh, my God, this is the sweetest man I've ever been with. But I was like, he was just so in his wounded feminine that I was like, like, just pick what you want for dinner. Like, make a decision. Like, just like something as simple as that. But it was like, I don't know, like no decisiveness. And what happens in that is then, and I've seen this happen a lot and this can tend to happen a lot in, you know, like marriages or when people are in long-term partnerships is that, yeah, if a man isn't in his healthy masculine and being decisive and assertive and really taking charge of certain things, not all things, but certain things, a woman won't be in her feminine truly because she doesn't feel safe to be. And so rather mm-hmm. than her waiting for him to do that, she gets tired and sick of that and goes, you know what, I'm just going to run this household because it's just so much easier. At least I can be you know, predictable and I know what's going to happen. And she can develop quite a you know, strong, um, masculine kind of, I would say facade, like she moves into her masculine, which drives him into his feminine also. So neither of them truly want to be there. But what happens in that kind of dynamic is that she can't be in her feminine, which means that like, that's her emotions. That's her depth. That's her expression because often the partner becomes quite expressive and quite emotional and quite, you know, um, overwhelmed. And she's just like, Oh God, like, you know, there's, there's things to be done. I've got a household to run. I've got a business to sort out or whatever it is. And so the polarity is actually lost and that's where connections lost and sexual attraction is lost. And yeah, I definitely, you know, believe that it can shift for sure, but like, that's one dynamic. It can flow between two. Right. And, um, I mean, you're married, you would probably be able to (laughs) relate to that. (laughs) yeah and it's definitely been an interesting dynamic now that we work together but I feel like it's actually like it it, of course it's not going to be easy to begin with but it's um it has taken a lot of that real masculine away from me so I can I I found it really hard to be my feminine a lot of the Mm. time because I was doing all of the things you know I was doing um all the planning all the finances all of the things that he is really, really good at. And for him, it takes no time, no energy. And I feel like he can be on those discovery calls all day and his energy is still so high. Whereas I feel Mm. like I would have maybe two and I'd be like completely dead. Yeah. So it just really goes to show. Whereas I could be on a coaching call and I'd be like, yes, amazing. Like so inspired, so motivated. Um, So it's, it's good to see that I can actually just do more of what I'm passionate about um, and he can do what he's good at. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's where it comes into play in that, you know, those dynamics and whether it's within your relationship dynamics or business dynamics, each individual, whether you're married or you just brought on a new team member, like each individual has their own essence as well. And, yeah, some people Mm -hmm. actually 
our absolute guns at automation and process and funnel because that's and they might be a woman I've known them and I'm like that is just absolutely what they're amazing at and they're so heavily in their masculine and I'm like well I wouldn't attempt to bring you out of that because you're an employee that does an amazing job at that and like that and absolutely love works. totally yeah absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I geek out over all of that sort of stuff, funnels and automation and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it, it oh, is this I mean, kind of stuff can that turns me being, out. Yeah. And you can, right, without being in your masculine. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Different dynamics. Yeah, for sure. So tell us about this uh, new program that you're working on. Um, which one is that, Grow? Which one? Yes, Grow. <laughs> yes. So um, that's such a beautiful, beautiful program. Like I feel like that has just my heart and soul in it. Um, yeah, for me that is kind of everything that I have experienced over the last four years, which to me feels like a lot. Like I feel like I've just been so many different versions of myself and you know from being in such a wounded place in that first year in 2018 and healing you know PTSD anxiety and depression with you know choosing to do it holistically um and through you know personal development and um you know through many other modalities as well such as you know meditation breath work you know that's kind of eventuated more now to like yeah plant ceremonies and embodiment work and somatic work and all the rest of it. But that kind of program was, I guess, essentially birthed out of like, it's got those four pillars. And I feel like those four pillars kind of represent each of those four years that really got me to this point. And that's why I say, I'm like, this is quite literally my life's work bundled up to give you as much as I possibly can. And I've, yeah, it's like, the focus is to really help people understand where they currently are and why they are where they are. So mm. it not is not necessarily like everyone in this program isn't necessarily had had experienced like trauma to perhaps the degree that I had or have experienced some catastrophic event. Some of the women in there have had such a beautiful, privileged life and they just want to actually enhance that and enjoy themselves more and trust themselves mm. more. And I think that that's the important thing to disclaim because a lot of, I I feel a lot of women hear the word trauma and they feel super invalidated by it because they're like, oh, well, you know, I didn't, I didn't have the worst case scenario happen to me. However, I perceived that I was left out, neglected, you know, from maybe my family because I was the last born or like, I just was always the quiet or shy one through high school or like I never got, Mm. you know, picked by the, the boy that I always wanted, whatever it is, right. It's, it's perceived, um, neglect and that in itself can just show up in the way that they they they're not attaining the things that they want because they're afraid that you know no one wants them or look whatever it is like there's such a like such a variety of women in there some you know business women and all the rest of it but just helping them to understand like why do they judge another person they don't want to why do they fear mm-hmm. so much judgment from other people, right? Why yeah. can't they let go of what happened five years ago? Why are they still triggered and mad at like a social media post that an influencer pops up? Like why does that annoy them to the point of, yeah, yeah you know, just feeling like, God, they get under my skin or like why can't they, you know, have more depth and love in their relationships when they feel like they want it with that person but they actually quite literally don't know how to attain it or maintain it you know why are they in the same cycles with money it's like I get the money I look after myself and then I just absolutely sabotage it and I'm back to square one 
Um, Like there's such a variety of things, but helping people to understand why they do what they do, like it's phenomenal. And I think that it's one of the most important things as individuals, like we are here quite literally to experience life. And I truly believe that we place so much and way too much importance and value and significance on materialistic possessions and how we are perceived by other people. And even just getting to the root of that in itself helps you to understand what you're here to do. I truly believe that, you know, we are just all like perfect souls coming into this life to experience what is necessary for our soul to evolve. And with that comes light and dark. Like we do, we live in a dualistic reality, which means that to every positive, there's an equal and opposite negative. And that's how this world exists. Like everything comes down to energy, right? We have equal opposites and you know we're seeing this kind of globally at the moment without going into it too heavily but we are we're seeing such a um so much light being shone on what was so covered up and dark for such a long time and for a lot of people they're like oh my god it's too dark I don't want to look at it it's super confronting and it seems noisy Mm. and it seems overwhelming and it seems like there's you know it's a mean to no end kind of thing and there's a lot of you know fear being just absolutely just people are riddled with fear and anxiety of like what where is this going what does this mean and all the rest of it but when we actually begin to understand the energetics of actually how the universe works we actually see that yes that does seem noisier it seems like there's a lot going on but think about like the awareness that you have in your mind when you shift perspective or you just have compassion in your heart or you feel that sense of unconditional love that's quiet and it's usually a very internal thing and so it doesn't seem like it's as big and there's changing as much as you know the loud noise and the protesting and all the rest of it but that's not true at all because change doesn't always come from you know loud noise and you know people yeah. hurrahing and all the rest of it a shift in consciousness is absolutely what's happening and that's internal for everybody um yeah so I think that that's a really important thing to understand. And I feel like the, like looping back around to what I was saying about kind of positive and negative and living in that kind of dualistic reality that we live in, helping people to understand that like what has happened in your life, because just to take it one step further back, actually, I should probably say this, is that although we do live in a dualistic reality and we there's polarity at play always, right? The positive, the negative, the hot, the cold, the good, the bad, all the rest of it. We can only experience life through singularity, which means that we can't actually in every moment that something happens go, oh, well, I just know that there's good and bad in every situation. Our brain is like lopsided and so we do this thing where we categorize something and we polarize something because the brain needs to make sense of it um, by going that's either good or bad what do I do with it so when things happen and we're like oh that was a bad event right I could totally look and I Mm -hmm. did look at my past and look at what happened and I was like that was bad like what even came of that now you talk to me four years later and I'm like, that was the best thing that ever happened. It like was the catalyst for my growth that literally allowed me to become who I am today and to fulfill like my business, be the mom I am, like have the partner I have now, all of those things. Had that not happened, I don't know that I would have what I have, right? But 
I share that because a lot of women, like uh, just individuals, not women, but individuals, like they are, like they're a victim to their life and they feel like they've, you know, been it's been unjust and it's been unfair and, and they've been done wrong and all the rest of it. And whilst it's, I'm absolutely not condoning what happened to every single individual, nor myself, like it wasn't okay. However, the reality is it didn't happen any other way because it didn't. And our perception of something creates our emotional response to it and the story that we continue to perpetuate around our life. And so when we can, you know, and I take my clients through this process of equilibrium and I think that it's amazing and it's phenomenal, but you actually quite literally have a look at like what are the negatives of that situation and then what did you gain from every single little thing that you perceive mm-hmm. to be negative about that? And what you do within this process is that you basically go through it and you actually see, wow, I can neutralize that event because I can see that to every positive there was a negative, to every negative there was a positive. Now, you're more inclined to obviously do that uh, on an event that you're perceiving and categorizing as bad and wrong because you wouldn't want to do that to the ones that you consider good although you'll know you know um you know intellectually that has just as much negative as positive but like the purpose isn't to create that whole experience I guess a much higher purpose would be get getting comfortable with the experience of both right and wrong good and bad and hot and cold and all the rest of it but that's kind of a bit more of a esoteric view at life and I'm definitely not there yet when I experience negative emotion I still consider it like to be a negative emotion. I'm just learning really now to have a really deep sense of gratitude in the moment that something is negative because I'm like, oh, okay, that indicates to me that that doesn't feel good or my boundaries being crossed. How can I appreciate the sadness? How can I appreciate that anxiousness feeling? Or like, where is that trying to direct me? Or what is that trying to show me? Or like, what am I not seeing? And I guess Peter Crone, who is just absolutely phenomenal, he says like, the name of the game is who can kind of get rid of their fear the quickest. And I really resonate with that because the only reason you consider something as bad or that you fear it is because you perceive that there is more negative or that there is more loss than there is positive or more gain. But again, that's an illusion because we live in a dualistic world, meaning that we have positives and negatives, but the mind can only experience it singularly which singularity, which means that we can't constantly be in that state of just like, oh, yeah, I know that everything's good and bad happening. Like that's the objective. Obviously, that would be a pretty enlightened life, I would assume, but that's not the way that our brains work. And so it's just, yeah, constant practice and constant awareness to be like, okay, well, how do I choose to respond to this as opposed to how do I choose to react or what do I choose to make this mean, you know, because that meaning is going to affect how I feel, Um and I feel like it sounds like a big process for one tiny little event that could literally be like someone cutting you off in the car. But over time it becomes a bit of an automatic process and you actually begin to experience life with much more ease and flow. I have to say that's what I feel like I just feel so different now is that I'm like it really doesn't matter what's happening a lot of the time because there's such a deep element of trust that, one, it's all for me, like, God's plan is just huge and not God is in religion. I'm not religious, but that's what I refer to, you know, to me it's God. Um, mm-hmm. I just have so much trust and also like I'm 
will take responsibility and accountability for myself and be like, okay, how did I co-create this situation? Because we co-create everything. What within yeah. me magnetized this to myself? Because I can't just be like, oh, I just want to, I just want to take responsibility only for when I magnetize, you know, the money or the business or the good or the relationship. Like, no, like you need to take responsibility for the client that wasn't, you know, the most pleasant to deal with or the fact that someone cut you off in traffic or whatever it is, like there's countless things. And I think that that level of accountability and responsibility is um, essential to be able to look at yourself and to create awareness. Um, but, yeah, definitely since becoming yeah more aware and implementing all of this into my life, life just feels so much easier. It feels so much more pleasant and enjoyable and oh, light maybe is the word, <laughs> content. That sounds like an amazing program. Yes. <laughs> I forgot that was the initial question. <laughs> um, where can where can everybody find you? Um, the best place is definitely over on Instagram. So Luca underscore Rose with two E's. Um, I do actually have a exciting free program coming up. Actually, it's a Uh, webinar actually how to heal your life and attract anything as a woman using manifestation so that will be happening in the coming weeks I'm sure by the time this podcast is released it'll still be happening um but yeah there's always freebies happening over there um different intakes at different times I do have an intake at the moment um of grow which is really exciting that'll be our second intake for the year um wow yeah just yeah, it was such an awesome launch with the first one. I just, yeah, can see how much women want it. And I think that it encompasses a lot of what's relevant for women, especially this year with what's going yeah, on. Yeah, wow. Here. That's yeah. amazing. Um, I feel like if you are listening and that seems like something you're interested in, then please slide into Luca's DMs. I know that a lot of you are already messaging her. So keep on hounding her because she (laughs) has so much to give. I love it. I love it. (laughs) And we are putting something, we're putting something into the works of some sort of collaborative thing. So stay tuned for that. We're just, we're just working on it, finding, fine tuning the details, but it's going to be essentially a lot to do with mindset and marketing. Yeah, yes. because they really do go hand in hand and anyone who mm-hmm. listens to Ella will probably know and I feel like your clients would know that as well. It's like I know what I need to do. I see the strategy. Why What's in the I way? Yeah. yeah, why can't I actually just press record? Why can't I press play? Um, yeah. But also like I feel like anyone who that resonates with, yeah, I would invite you to have compassion. Like one of my amazing teachers said to me like you – will never be able to shame yourself and judge yourself into becoming better. It comes through compassion Mm. and it truly does. And I know for certain that every single human behavior or lack thereof, whether it's simple as not pressing, you know, play on the reel or whatever it is, there's a reason for it. No one does anything unwarranted given their model of the world. So have compassion if you don't know why that is yet. Um, But, yeah, compassion and I think that what we're going to bring is going to be a beautiful combination of the both. I'm excited. I think so too. I'm excited as well. So stay (laughs) tuned for that. Thank you so much for coming on today's episode and thank you to everyone that has listened. If you do want to go find Luca, I'll drop her in the show notes. 
Otherwise, I'll see you in my next episode. Bye.